0: Hey, Anton. Yeah, Margaret? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? All the families trying to keep up appearances at Family Day. Welcome to People Don't Talk About Young Royals. I'm Margaret. My pronouns are they, them.
1: And I'm Anton. My pronouns are he, they.
0: And we're people here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about.
1: If that sounds like you, stick around. If your friends sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign.
0: Go watch Young Royals, then come back to this podcast. Margaret, what are we
1: talking about today?
0: Today we will be having a thematic discussion of Season 1, Episode 3, narrowing in specifically on what Young Royals says about the upper class, the monarchy, and William's place within the royal family.
2: Woohoo! <laughs>
1: In this discussion we won't be summarizing the plot of the episode because we already did that. If you need or want a refresher, head back eleven episodes on our feed to our most recent this week at Alershka for a full breakdown. This episode discussion will likely be all over the place, so strap in. You have been warned.
0: Okay. So um starting with the cold open. Yeah. All of the families trying to keep it together. <laughs> um Yeah. You know, first we have August and his money issue situation with his mother and everything that happens there where he does have, we talked about this in his character episode a lot, but he has options that he's choosing not to take. Um, And then we have Felice's um, like trying to keep up appearances with her parents, both at the lunch and um when felice is with her mother in felice's room um specifically when she's talking about wilhelm um and then i mean wilhelm is also trying to keep up appearances of the royal family at lunch it's the whole reason why he goes (laughs) Mm -hmm. what else we got i think that's all that's coming to mind right now did i miss anything No, that no, that that sounds about right.
1: I, my thought that I have written down that's like closest to that, um, is really when I think of this episode, I think of the, of the way that Parents Day. I don't know if this is next, exactly the right way to put it, but it's kind of what I thought of at the time is like it blows the world out, mm-hmm. in the sense that like it it like expands enrichen, and enriches and enriches, not just our core five, mm-hmm. um especially Fleece and August, but, like, the entire world the Holerska gets a lot deeper, and yeah. you understand everything a lot more mm-hmm. in the way that everyone, even just in, like, side dialogue that you can barely hear and, like, really you only pick up in the subtitles a lot of the time. Like, all of that goes to create a much deeper and richer version of the world than we had in the first two episodes. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because... I mean and this is something that like I mean, because of this episode, I think a lot this is episode this is an episode that like I think you can you can take for granted how much depth of the world we get from this episode and kind of this episode alone in a lot of ways. Like it, it's it's I mean it's it sets a precedent for sure. But like in terms of like seeing everybody's parents mm-hmm. and like seeing everybody like in con in context you especially for like a boarding school te- te- like teen drama like you rarely ever get uh is, is like is like everybody i mean I, I mean there i guess i mean on the one hand it's kind of a stock episode like the episode where par- everyone's parents arrive but also like getting that so soon mm-hmm. after meeting these characters it, like establishes that like these kids relationship to their families is like a really important part of the show. Yeah, um, for sure. Which I mean, which like granted is like established with Wilhelm in the very first episode. Like that, I mean, that's, the, that's Wilhelm's whole thing that was set up as being his, like his relationship to his family and like how his family has reacted to him, um, et yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, that pressure to keep up appearances, um, that that you pointed out, and what I call the pressure of legacy, mm-hmm. um, is really present. Um, I'm just deciding if I want to go. Like, I wrote down my notes in like chronological order of the episode, but it's like this is a themes episode. I guess it is a little bit more vibe. So I'll I'll just jump to the bottom of my doc, um, like. I locked in on the pressure of legacy when I was suddenly had the re- this realization. I mean, I've we've 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 skirted near it before, but like I have never feel like I've never directly said it this way. Like Felice's trauma and August's trauma do, even though it goes unspoken between them, and they they neither of them really recognize it in the other. That pressure of legacy either external of Felice from her parents which then he she externalizes and then August that like exists, is externalized from some source mm-hmm. that we that never really gets defined but like both of them have this pressure to maintain the family line to like be responsible for their family's continued success in this very insular world of the Swedish upper classes, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, I would say it's the trauma that pushes them together, yeah, by making them see each other as a valuable and/or at least viable option to accomplish this goal. Um, I say viable because August is not Felicia's first choice. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just spitting facts um <laughs> god damn but like felice clearly is August's first choice uh which yeah. might set up an interesting dynamic going forward um uh, but um Rip. and i but i want i wanted to add like a caveat although i think we mentioned this before although we both do think that like august attraction to felice is real um he also is the person who told us that Felice is modern nobility. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we're not gonna completely ignore the fact that like, Felice's status probably makes her more attractive to August than she might otherwise be. Um, because in the world of Haleshka, the world of the Swedish upper classes, like, being with her accomplishes a lot that like like on his imaginary checklist like and and like i know i've mentioned this before in previous privileged punishments but like it's worth noting especially in the upper classes when you in, have a community this small i would say a vast majority of current couples at Halershka are probably going to eventually go on to be married to each other
0: yeah also going back for a second um in the pilot all august says is i'm gonna marry her and she's modern nobility and we already know he's a dick so it's not a far cry to say he's also shallow (laughs) right fair fair this isn't an august character episode but i will take any opportunity to slander him
1: yeah i don't know if it's slander if it's true though and I'm, and I'm pretty sure we already slated him thoroughly for this, but like the fact that he doesn't mention a single personality trait. No. Because, f- frankly, again, I think we've definitely mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning, again, because people don't talk about it enough. fully has been at Hildershka for a month. August would have known her for a month. And all he... He's only gotten to know her up to the point that she gets annoyed every time she sees him.
0: You know those creepy seniors in high school that date freshmen? Mhm. Okay. Thanks. That's all I had to say. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Again, something people don't talk about enough because we hate on August for enough things, but like Yeah. And like in a in a school system where like everyone is only like two three years removed from each other you'd think that that wouldn't be a huge thing but like early high school for me and late high school so different i am two different people so
0: different it's two completely different also how
1: august is 18 i'm pretty that's confirmed at some point point. yeah it is
0: yeah yeah ickier ickier yeah
1: I'm, for- I'm forgetting when that's confirmed, but I know he is, so. Yeah. That's not, it's maybe a spoiler because we probably haven't mentioned in dialogue.
0: Yeah, we should probably but like, um, you could... cut that entire part out, honestly, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Like, I, I mean,
1: I think you can presume from the fact that he's a third year. Um, yeah. And like just looking at the Swedish education system. Yeah. um, Icky. But, uh. But something I wanted to kind of push further on with that pressure of legacy is that Simon is trying to make something of his life while the Borders are all trying not to fuck up what they've already been given. Yeah. Um, Which I think is... It's a distinguishing feature of his relationship to Haleshka that is, I think, really present in this episode in a way that we haven't really appreciated at least in these terms like we talked extensively throughout we or we have throughout this cycle talked extensively about simon's second deal with august and like the ramifications of it and like the ways he is really messy in this episode um for good reason but it also in ways that like are just very clearly the act of someone lashing out because they are very they feel cornered. Mm-hmm. And that is another thing that is like pitting August and and Simon against each other is Simon's sense of like what I need to do to secure my future and August's like completely Almost opposite, or at least like completely, like different goals mm-hmm. of like I need to make sure my family endures. Yeah, in the in the way that we've all we 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 always have, and like 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 maintain the status we already we already have, and we're all I was that I was born into. Yeah, um, uh, which like it's like I mean it's it's this inherently like. Progressive motivation and this inherently conservative motivation, mm-hmm. in a way, in the sense that, like, August is August, and like, pretty much everyone at Haleshka is in some way interested in preserving the status quo. Yeah. Because the status quo is what's keeping them in the positions that their families were born into, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, like, Simon, in, a, in an attempt to be upwardly mobile in a capitalist society like it's not like he's fighting against the people at Haleska, literally mm-hmm. but they do have contrary goals to one another yeah in a way that is definitely not that That definitely probably goes quite unspoken um, but I think is underlying a lot of the interactions that Simon seems to have had with Haleshka students yeah like, specifically, the like, we all know who the biggest welfare receivers are, et cetera, et cetera. Like, the gunning he goes for that, goes at them for in class is like someone who knows that he is clawing his way up. And, like, I think in a way that is justified, at least to some extent, harbors resentment for people who are born at the top already. Yeah. Whereas I think Sarah the way I identify pressure of legacy playing into her story when I was just thinking this through like all the characters I could think of, like she's trying to be in this world without any of the deep awareness of the pressure of legacy that like is pervading the space, but no one needs to talk about because everyone understands. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what led to her oopsie, her faux pas, her mistake with Felice's parents is not understanding from the very little information that police fleece gave her, what the stakes were and like what police's expect- the expectations on police are, in that in the specific instance of like of horseback riding, yeah. like it's a thing that like so many people at Hailerska like, especially probably a lot of the girls probably like take for granted and like will just know without saying anything like oh yeah my mom your mom is gonna want. You to basically be a mini version of her mm-hmm. um, And like that's just kind of In a lot of ways probably A given to some extent Like Felice's mom might be kind of In the extreme category of that um, But we also don't have any way of knowing that Like almost everybody might have Like as extreme a mom as me son but like Felice just might have gotten especially good at, like, being popular and shit. So, mm-hmm. But in any ways, in in any event, like Sarah does not know anything about any of that, as mentioned in her in her character episode, right? And like that is the th- that is the thing that causes uh, that mistake. And in a way that's... this is also possibly what villa is dealing with currently like trying to conceptualize himself as a queer person mm-hmm. um this you have to really have, do i do i think have to stretch between the lines but i do want to like at least present it as a thing because it's like the connection between i don't i definitely have probably brought this up before i mean i definitely have i know that for a fact Like, but like the connection between like class and sexuality is i mean it's the whole reason why i find why i love the royals so much mm-hmm. um in of ways and like it is like Trying to understand who he can be for his family, mm-hmm. if he is this other thing that he's never heard about existing before, right? At least in Sweden, um, but even even then, also like I mean, information on legitimately confirmed, like and especially out, queer heads of state, like royalty-wise, is hard to come by so like i i not being able to even fathom that being a thing um makes a lot of sense um if more than basically any other type of family a royal family is kind of legitimized on every single person in the family being straight (laughs) (laughs) yeah like or at least have have opposite sex attraction, which mm-hmm. we don't know that Wilhelm doesn't have. Right. Um, but like this, these first feelings he's experiencing are not for who he's supposed to be experiencing them for. Yeah. And in this episode, we do, as mentioned in previous episodes, like we 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 start him on this journey of like he's starting to find an equilibrium, mm-hmm. like he's. Starting to approach a place where, like, granted he is keeping it a secret from everybody and, like, he is nowhere near in a place to be, like, out and proud. But, like, he's achieving internal acceptance, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about in Revolution, remarkably quickly, given the circumstances. for sure. Like, his feelings are strong enough that, like, he just cannot, like stuffed them away for too long and like we see a way forward as he's like heading to Simon's house like a way forward on his journey that like he's nowhere near like he's not even in the middle of that journey but like he's started forward mm-hmm. finally and then the pressure of legacy increases a million times over and just swats him down
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah holy shit because
1: like you like just imagine let us imagine for a moment you're achieving the 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 beginning stages of like understanding that like this is my life and like I am I'm experiencing joy and I don't want to let go of that
0: yeah and I have to imagine that part of the reason why he was able to accept that honestly pretty quickly is because he's not technically the heir so like does it really matter who he ends up with it's not like he has to carry on the royal family until the last 30 seconds of the episode
1: (laughs) yeah because doesn't he talk to eric in this episode something yeah like nobody cares what they do
0: or they only care because you're the heir or whatever the crown prince yeah yeah
1: yeah, like I think that that's part of that conversation that like again should have been. It's like when I say that there are so many death flags on Eric, I'm not even we're not even kidding. Like we had, we had to, we had to jump around discussing so many of them because we didn't want to spoil the end of episode three. Yeah. Um, in the way that we do our episodes of trying to treat treat each each episode as like an adding to the puzzle, but like it, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: there's a lot of cutting out that Anton had to do of my dialogue. <laughs>
1: uh like the the times that 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 margaret unthinkingly would be like crown prince wilhelm because anyone who knows young royals will just call him the crown prince casually because for so much of the story he is (laughs) um yeah yeah but tell me if you can follow this but like Again, I was like, I was, I like just woke up when I wrote this because like, I was like on something and I was just like, I want to write this, is that a personal tragedy becomes a national tragedy, becomes a personal tragedy again.
0: No, I Um, agree.
1: (laughs) Because I wholeheartedly agree. Because Villa's brother dies. Right. Who is the crown prince of Sweden. So the entire country is in mourning. Right. And then this causes more deeply personal issues for Wilhelm, beyond just simple grief that his brother has died. Yeah, because it, in a real way, in a way that like, I don't think the fandom appreciate. I mean, if they do appreciate it, but like they don't. I think we should appreciate it more. Is he in a real way? He is grieving his brother, and the life he could have had. Yeah, if he was just the spare. Everything would be easier if he had stayed the spare the rest of his life.
0: Oh, can you imagine the rest <laughs> of the show <gasps> would have been happy mostly, probably. I happier at
1: I've least. Been, I've been I've been dancing around whether or not I wanted to do this. Do it. But this is in no way meant to be like a direct call-out, but like I made the comparison and a lot of people have too what the show would be if Wilhelm stayed this fair the rest of his life, it would be red, white, and royal blue. You're right. And you should say it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I mean when I say the this the end of this episode is the writers like being bold. Writers, Lisa, being like, yeah. <laughs> Call yeah. her up by name. <laughs> it's it's like it's an understandable move. To it have your to queer prince par- prince ca- it, prin- have your queer prince character be the spare. Yeah. Because then you don't have to deal with what the this show ends up being about. Yeah. In in like meaningfully, like you don't have to deal with the legitimate state of the monarchy as they know it. Like you don't yeah. have to delve completely into the institution and consider. Whether or not it can even continue like this, um, because it it turns a story that's just about acceptance from your family to acceptance within an institution w- that like would need to fundamentally change in order to accommodate you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And as bold as the move was, it had to happen. Oh it yeah, it had to happen. Oh yeah. There's like this show. This show, I I I I would hate to
1: live in a world where it didn't happen. Honestly, sorry, Eric. Uh, uh, but like, <laughs> but but like, young Worlds without Eric's death is plain mediocre. Sorry. I'm gonna say it, and I don't. I'm sorry, I lost Margaret for a second.
0: Just the way you said, "Sorry, Eric," I wasn't expecting it. <laughs>
1: Is that should we, that would be the title of this episode? Sorry,
2: Eric, I think so. Sorry,
0: <laughs> like
1: it's it's not just. I mean, it's either that or the pressure of legacy. That's a bit dramatic, but
0: I like. Sorry, Eric, it was so funny. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's like I mean, a lot of privilege punishment episodes have just been named after one-off jokes because the first one was queen derogatory. So that
0: was so good. <laughs>
1: Thank you. We're forever going to be
0: chasing that (laughs) title (laughs) high.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, So, sorry. But, like, yeah. Sorry, Eric. And, like, I don't mean to be coming for the tens of thousands of fan fictions, likely, that, like, involve AU where Eric doesn't die. Because I understand the impulse. I'll figure that out. Hang on. But it's, like, I stand by... And I will forever stand by that the show isn't as good if you don't make Wil- Wilhelm Crown Prince.
0: Yeah, I agree. It loses some of the like tragedy, and
1: also, and also, I mean, the show is entirely different this way. But like, consider a world where he starts off as Crown Prince.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think it would have happened. Like the exactly.
1: show. That's yeah, exactly exactly like because there's no way given that lifelong pressure that especially a character like Wilhelm, if he remains the same person was bored crown prince like there's no way that he even even considers simon as an option yeah you'd rather show is infinitely more toxic
0: (laughs) that would be (laughs) <laughs> I, okay, I have long said I'm waiting for the day where we have enough queer representation that we become okay with toxic representation again, because...
1: <laughs> I mean, some people are still making it.
0: Yeah, but
1: <laughs>
0: that's different. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm saying, like, once we have enough where we're not, like, grasping at straws for every representation and, like, we can make just trashy rep again like yeah. just trashy for the sake of trashy i'm waiting for that day
1: <laughs> yeah because it's like yeah like we're we we need to we're appreciating i think where media the like conversation around queer media representation has landed and i think it's a place that like it's been a long time coming of finding it of like there are so many queer stories mm-hmm. just make more of them Mm-hmm. And more means different ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just as many as possible, as different as possible.
0: I think we're finally getting
2: and there.
1: We're 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 getting there, and like past me, really thought we wouldn't get here within. Oh yeah, as as quickly as we did. Um, like we are not perfect by any means. Like no, I I would fucking. Kill to have a like plausibly bisexual character in Young Royals. Yeah. Um, but like this is the first time anyone's told this type of story, so mm-hmm. it's still we're still breaking ground, um, and we just need more. Um, yeah, we do. That was our little representation tangent. That I feel like we sometimes go on theme (laughs) episodes.
0: I just can't wait until we can have bad representation and have it not be our only option. Yeah,
1: Um,
0: and I'm not saying like problematic. I'm just saying trashy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So let's no, let's. I think we've talked about Eric enough, and like I'm glad. I'm glad actually that we did do this, and I those were the end of my notes, but we put them in the in in. Bef- bef- like before basically everything else so then i we can bury it in the middle of the episode so we don't have to end on it this time um, nice uh i mean the one little note i have that basically relates to everything we were already talking about is that like the piano scene is a moment where exactly what i'm talking about like it, it's what, what what we're talking about happens is like like the heteronormativity of Ilham's royal position and, like, the just, like, the class... Exp- his class expectations just, like, hit him in a wave and, like, decide his actions for, like, the first ten minutes of the episode. Yeah. Uh,
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think one... And, like, as mentioned before, like, Parents' Day blows the world out. It gives us Felice's trauma... It dives deeper into August's trauma. And, like, an example of what I was talking about before of, like, just little asides is that moment where, like, Henry and Walter are chatting in the dining room and they're yeah. talking about how, like, is it like, oh, I think our parents know each other? Yeah. Something it's like, like yeah, that? my dad
2: recognized
0: your dad or something along those lines. Yeah.
1: Just something along those lines. I think it's almost like little be the line. like it Like, it's like those little things that are, like... It just makes all these characters, like even people we like do not know the name of see in like a lot of group shots, but like we'll never know their stories. Like we get a sense that all of them are people living their own lives. We're just not following them, and that's fine. And like, I think, however, like just beyond like the character work that Parents Day does, I was thinking about when I was like actually thinking about this episode in relation to class. I had this kind of realization where the luncheon is the first instance where Halershka, as an institution, is explicitly discriminatory and classist.
0: Yeah, but say more.
1: So, like, there have been numerous other things that, like, by the way that it's set up, it is prohibitive, specifically, like, like, the way they do extra credit and, like, the way they do... The way that the way, the way that paid tutoring helps you on your grades, mm-hmm. like that's all unspoken though, and like even yeah. though it definitely is a rule of the school, like it's not written down anywhere, and it, it like it it is not, it is like, not active discrimination. Mm-hmm. It is just like cost prohibitive, and like would be label would be like probably like could be called it definitely could be called discriminatory, right? But like it isn't like legitimately like we are not allowing you to go to this luncheon because you don't board here.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And I might, might cut this, but remind me how we know that August isn't just lying about. I don't think we do. I mean, I think the thing was, I I mean, they do have to like set up
0: a table for them.
1: Yeah, like, I talk myself, that, and that's part of how I talk myself out of thinking that was the case. Because, I like, I had the thought mm-hmm. where I was like, huh? Yeah. Um But, like, I think I found a middle ground that makes sense to me as a headcanon. Okay. Let's have it. Which is that, my guess is that because, so, like, August is the first person to tell Simon and Sarah that non borders don't eat at the luncheon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which makes me which makes me think. My guess is that them being the only border non borders currently at the school means that it might be more of an obscure, outdated rule that not everyone's aware of. Mm-hmm. That only August, as prefect and like student organizer of the event, knows about and can yeah. enforce, and then therefore leverage to get get Simon to get get off his, get off his back about money because I want to say if anyone else did know that's messed up because August shouldn't have been the first one to tell them.
0: Right. It should have been like the headmistress or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It should have been the headmistress. It, I mean, yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> mu- that's, that's messed up. Like, yeah. I don't like if you even, especially if you didn't, because like, this is why I'm like, was this just an in the moment thing for August? And like, would we, we never find out. But like, it's just like I don't know. Like it, it's this moment where, if all the prefix decisions have to be run by like any like higher up powers, like mm-hmm. the fact that people like did just like let this go right. and kind of assumed, oh, it'll get to Simon and Sarah somehow, or like they'll assume they're not invited or right. something. Yeah. Like, it just, at the very least, it's a enormous oversight mm-hmm. that shows the ways in which Hilariska is not built for non-borders. It allows non-borders because legally it has to let them in, as we found out. Like, they can't right. discriminate that way. But, like, they, the, the the systems in place are still very much not set up in Simon and Sarah's benefit. Yeah. Um or even or even equitably. Mhm. to so give them a, give them to even the playing field. I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on that or you just second it basically?
0: I think I just second it actually. As okay. a shocker to no one. <laughs> you're
1: you're 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 good. These episodes especially are the only, are the real all the real ones where I just flex how much I thought for four years about stories and what they mean and how <laughs> and what they're saying. Um, I think the rest have, have, I mean, obviously the luncheon is like really at the center of, I think, this class discussion because yeah. it's like really where everything really comes together. And I think at least what I have left is like something that we talked about a lot, but like haven't really put in this new context like the luncheon really continues fleshing out villa feeling uncomfortable in an, in an environment that for all intents and purposes he should feel at home in mm-hmm. and basically rule as a prince of his country like he is really uncomfortable about going down to the luncheon like probably more like one can guess because pretending to be someone else, as Eric suggests, is like what turns him off of going. Yeah. Like I know like Eric's is like like, oh just go down there and like pretend to be someone else. like like the like that's kind of the problem, Eric. And like yeah. the fact that like that is the blind spot that's happening is like does show that like even Eric has his limits for like how much he can understand wilhelm because like especially after like wilhelm has gotten this much in trouble with their parents like i think part of an undercurrent undercurrent in the pilot is like you've fucked up enough now that like i need to start playing hardball with you a little bit Mm -hmm. like i cannot keep i cannot i cannot in every moment like coddle and baby you into and this is how i'm not saying this is how Eric. Wilhelm actually is but this is how I'm like perceiving Eric seeing the situation like I can't I can't keep holding your hand through this because you should have learned something by now
0: yeah Um, which I think might be the most depressing part of these first three episodes honestly because it becomes very clear that Wilhelm is the closest to his brother and of anyone he's ever known yeah and even his brother can't really understand him at this point.
1: Yeah. Like, especially for something that Eric can write off as something small, like just going to an event. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that's just, like, another Tuesday Yeah. for Eric. And so he's like, "What? what is the problem mm-hmm. here? Like, why don't you just do what our parents would expect you to do? And, like... This is this is being very uncharitable to Eric, and I don't. This isn't really how it was intended, or how I really feel. But like a way you could look at it is like, why are you making this more difficult than it has to be? Mm-hmm. Why are you making a big problem out of something that doesn't need to be a problem? I don't think Eric would ever say that, right? But in his efforts to nudge Wilhelm towards something that he's clearly uncomfortable with, like, right, um, and then. Eric finds a way to get Wilhelm to do what his parents would want them to do. Yeah. Like, he's like, "Oh, you have you have a person who, by my reading between the lines of what you're saying, which is not actually true, but like what he says, like, oh, you have someone you're sexually pursuing down there. Why don't you go you down go there?' Go pursue. <laughs> <laughs> go pursue. Like, uh, like, oh, if, if you have a friends' percent- benefit situation down there, like you, I, why would you be talking up here?" To- Stay, staying up here talking to your brother like go go do that like yeah which like genius but also low blow like a little bit a little of <laughs> a little bit of a, little, a, low, bit of a, a low blow? i don't know <laughs> and like to be fair we've said this before wilhelm actually does great at the luncheon like yeah he does like he is not really awkward in the slightest like he slights August, but no one is really like
0: The only one who's paying on attention to that. that is August and August's His, stepfather.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like not even Louise seems all that phased about it. She's no. like
2: uh eh. <laughs> She's like, oh, I get it, no my son's, son's dick.
1: <laughs> no. But like it's like, oh the prince wants him with us. Oh oh what a shame. Um like It's, it's a thing that like I sometimes love, I like love and hate this sentiment, but like the idea that like those in power who like handle it the most with the most grace and responsibility are those who didn't want it in the first place, mm-hmm. who like don't really have the ambition to like hold on to power necessarily or like value or crave it mm-hmm. in any in early unhe- in, a, in a really unhealthy way <laughs> like case in point august like like wilhelm he was born into privilege but like a lot of times he sees it more often as a punishment um and that means that like he can be really self-conscious about how he uses his power, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's bad at using it. Right. right. Like, he knows how to use it. He just doesn't, like, in most circumstances, love using it. Like, it's not, it's not something he gets off on. Like, it's it's something that makes him uncomfortable a lot of the time and, like, is, like, just like he's hopeful a lot of times that things can just like be normal, but like no mm-hmm. one can ever be normal around the Princess Sweden. like right? Uh, yeah, or that are or that your family and they treat like you're doing something wrong, like always, right? One last thing, I would have to I I thought to write down, um, also involving uh, Parents Day was like and there's like a lot here but I think we covered a lot of it like Felice Sarah and like riding as a status symbol yeah just that like like the fact that, like either one of whoever, whichever one of Felice's parents like asked this like assumes like has no real conception that a horse would be outside the price range of a like middle to lo- middle to lower middle class family um, and that, like, this, like, just, like, miscommunication about, like, what these, and I guess this is almost a, a purple and orange thing, but, like, it's much more class-based, so I wanted to bring it here. Like, th- just, like, the fact that, like, the language of this sport, like, you can both know the sport, but it can, like, be something different for both of them. I think in a very, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a way that like is honestly it's one of the ways that I think Sarah and Simon are most similar in that is that like they're both they're 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 both seeking something more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But they differ in the way they want to go about getting that more. Yeah. At least in the approaches they've chosen thus far, mm-hmm. because, like, vil- like Simon is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get good grades, so I'm gonna keep going based on merit, and like, and like, not that Sarah isn't also doing that, but like, socially, they've to- chosen completely different tacts. Yeah, and I mean, it's very clear that Sarah like loves writing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I do wonder. Other than the fact that, like, she's good at it, she loves horses. Like, all those things are probably pretty, pretty inborn. Inborn things, like, is any aspect of this the fact that riding is coded as a very, a very rich activity?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, does any part of the satisfaction of riding come from the fact that, like, yeah, you, you, you get you. I'm picking you, up you get what you're this. putting down. Yeah, yeah, and like. I guess, unless there is, like, a legit prodigy, I'm assuming she has had riding experience prior to Hilerka. Um but, like, access to this sport, like, the fact that, like, she has, like, unprecedented access to a horse to ride, like, pretty much every morning, mm-hmm. like, is... It's something she's immensely grateful for, um, but I think it's not lost on her that, like, that opportunity is because... She has made a connection with a rich friend, yeah. Um, or like, or at least a rich classmate, because they weren't friends until recently. But like, right? Yeah. Um. And so, there's definitely like, maybe like more there, but like I think we've we've talked about a fair amount, like what this horse means in this specific context, mm-hmm. um. But with that, do you have any more that you have written that you don't have didn't didn't that we haven't touched on?
0: I don't think so. I think I think we yeah. kind of covered it
1: yeah um for a second, we've been doing character episodes uh so often in the past. A few times that I've, always was almost like, "Where's my, where's my, where's my big summary?" I'm like, "We don't <laughs> have one. It's just, this, is, this is just a collection of discussion thoughts." Um. uh so I guess if we're done, then we can yeah, I can outro. take
0: this out. Um. Uh, okay thank you for listening if you'd like to keep up to date with when we release new episodes and other pod related announcements you can check out our instagram at people don't Talk about our next episode will be purple and orange season one episode three so stay tuned and with that all that's left to say is let's, let's start a revolution, revolution
2: baby, baby.